This is the Balanced Artist Podcast, where we help the purpose-driven creator's journey suck a little less and thrive a little more. Hosted by award-winning musician, TEDx speaker, and comedian, Rory Gardner. Who? We chat with experts who help level up your creative career by reframing your lifestyle as a balanced artist. Hello and welcome back to the Balanced Artist Podcast. The times are changing. All right, no longer are we selling CDs or listing our events in the newspaper. And the Gen Zs that are listening out there, they're thinking, what is a CD? Well, funny story. I've got about 10,000 of them in my basement. Okay, every time I release a new album, I get a bunch of CDs manufactured to sell them side stage or by mail, not realizing that that's what dinosaurs do. Okay, so for years, they would just collect dust in my garage or basement. And um, then I started spending winters down south playing for audiences of the age who think CDs are still a new technology. <laughs> and they just started buying them. They started selling like hotcakes. But uh, I would also play venues in areas where people were like on vacation, you know, like, like resort areas and stuff like that, where they're really looking for souvenirs to bring home from their trip. And sometimes I've had like a lineup of teenagers afterwards. They're just like, hey, could you autograph my CD for me? I'm like, what are you using this for? Is this going to be like a, a coaster? Like what's going on here? Anyways, the way people consume entertainment now is completely different. And instead of fighting it, we're forced to embrace it. Okay. So people that don't listen to full albums anymore. We actually listen to singles. Like why listen to all that B-side stuff when we could just hear the hits, you know? <laughs> That's how I would love to go see a live concert these days. Like, you know, when they try to play all their new stuff, it's like, no, man, just play the hits. Stand-up comedy is even making a shift like that. Like instead of sitting through an entire hour-long Netflix special, people just watch the chopped-up bits on social media. Nobody likes change, I suppose, but the good news is it gives the independent artists like us a shot to compete with the artists who previously had previously had all the opportunities, like the folks who were assigned to major labels or comedy deals with HBO. So by using a platform like TikTok or Instagram Reels, your short-form content can be shared to more than you know, more people than like the major label artists or the celebrity status people because your stuff is better, right? If it's not, then level up for God's sakes. You want to be a pro, then you got to compete with the pro. So the status becomes less important and content becomes king. So if you're even just new to the game, you could still just jump immediately and just explode your fan base because your content is that good. So if your one minute bits are funnier and more relatable than, you know, like Russell Peters, who, who's got several albums out, then like yours will just be shared more because it's just more relatable and the algorithm will expose it to a wider audience. I don't know why I used Russell Peters as an example. I'm just trying to give you some context here. All right. So if you can do that consistently, then over time you'll build yourself a digital community of people who crave your content. Some might even refer to this digital community as a fan base. Yes. So now that you've created yourself an online fan base, you need to have like a level of consistency because there's so much new content being generated these days by everyone in the world, you are easily forgettable. So remember back in the day, artists could drop an album like every few years and people would just be waiting on the edge of their heats for the next one. Well, today people are dropping singles every few months just to stay in their audience's radar. My last album had 10 songs and I dropped music video like every six weeks. That's for like six different songs. And uh, like it was a lot of work, but I mean, it was fun trying to 
I don't know. I was just trying to roll with the punches, you know. And funny enough, I discovered that even like these three-minute videos were like they weren't getting the same engagement as my fifteen-second TikTok videos. It's like pulling teeth to try to get people to watch this high-definition music video shot in 4K resolution, but these 15-second videos of me sarcastically emptying my car seat in my driveway shot in my iPhone generated tens of millions of views all over the world. When I perform on cruise ships or in the middle of the ocean, I just I use you know these TikToks as part of my show, and most of the time the audience has already seen it, or they already follow me on that platform, which is wild to think. We're in the middle of the ocean, and these people are coming from all over the United States onto this you know, floating whatever the hell, and, uh, and they're already fans. What other point in time would that be possible for an independent artist? It's amazing. Like instead of asking people to join my mailing list on these shows, I just give away my album. Like if I use a QR code, then they scan with their phones, which automatically subscribes them to the mailing list. And who would have thought that that would be a thing that we do nowadays, right? It's like COVID sort of escalated the use of QR codes, like in restaurants and stuff. So people use them more frequently now. And COVID also forced us to go digital with our creativity. Like we had to put away the canvases for a couple of years while we uh, searched for our audience online. I couldn't perform live, so I created you know, a TikTok video every single day. And I was kind of early to the game, so I was able to grow pretty quickly. But I was able to create an online brand for myself. And although I'm still trying to figure out what that is or what that even means... There's still like, there's a certain clout that comes along with it. Like I've heard talent bookers and casting agents actually look for those numbers these days. Like even if it's unrelated to what they're casting, like the number of fans, it sort of validates the point that you're a creator that has something that people want to absorb. And in the beginning, traditional creators shied away from this sort of thing. Maybe you were one of them because... They just thought these platforms were just silly dances and just millennials acting a fool. And although you're probably right, um, there's also an audience out there for what it is that you do. And the algorithm pushes the content to the appropriate audience. So you can post your stand-up comedy clips, post your singing your song in your kitchen clips, and post your giving advice or just offering any sort of value to someone who needs it. They're going to watch your stuff. And if the content's good, they'll spread it like wildfire, right? They're going to share it. They're going to, and the more shares you get, the more the, the, the platform pushes it out. It's just, it's a technology that I can't even believe is a thing, but I'm glad that it is. Now, if your stuff's not being shared, then what are you doing wrong? Like the same rules apply to online as in real life. Quality is going to rise to the top. So you may have to refine your message or just make sure you sound good. Make sure the lighting's good. People want to be informed, but they also want to be entertained. Okay, so let the world see what you have to offer. And this is not an episode where I go into the ins and outs on how to make all this stuff go viral because there's plenty of content out there on the internet that will inform you much better than I can. Okay, but trial and error is how I did it. All right, it seems to. <laughs> You just got to get through the gatekeepers, okay? For every successful one I have, there's always a few doozies. Once you have your community of people who love your stuff, just embrace them, cherish them. But remember, you don't owe them anything, okay? So at the expense of your well-being and stress management, just make sure it's part of your life and not your entire life, okay? This is the Balanced Artist Podcast after all. Until next time. That's all we've got for this episode of the podcast. We have new shows every week, so remember to hit subscribe and share this episode with anyone you think could benefit from becoming a balanced artist.